Hi, my name is Jeff Pagano and welcome to the Harpen on Rugby preview show. Joining me today to look ahead to Friday night's match is someone back for his 22nd appearance. Welcome to Mr. Mark Jackson. Afternoon, Jeff. How are you? All good, Mark. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. But uh, just before we start, Mark, uh, Leinster, our uh, six matches are one third of the way through the URC schedule. And first place, six wins from six. Are you happy enough with things so far? I think you have to be. It's... Um... Not playing great and getting results is, is a sign of a good squad, good team. And there's been changes every week, some which we've liked, some, some which we question. But I think uh, six from six is, is a good return for the start of the season. And not too much. You might have dropped a bonus point here or there, but, you know, we're, 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 we're ticking along nicely. Um, the only downside, I think, at the moment, probably everybody would agree, would be the spate of injuries we've had and maybe some that came back from Ireland a little bit worse for wear that we haven't seen just yet. I know six games into a season, most coaches would like to see all of their available top-line players. Um, but with the Ireland um, emerging Ireland tour, taking a couple of injuries as well, I, I don't think we've got too much to complain about. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this time last year, it was pretty much in the same boat, but there was a couple more blowouts, I suppose you could say. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's the same kind of uh, net result. And uh, like you say, with the emerging Ireland turn, all that could have happened there, I suppose it, 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 it's not a bad, not the worst position we could be in. Okay, so um, this week's feature match, we'll get onto that now. It is, of course, Scarlets v Leinster. It's in round seven of the 22-23 BKT United Rugby Championship. And it's taking place at the Parky Scarlets in Hanethli on Friday... Uh, October 28th, kicking off at 7.35 p.m. It's being shown on uh, TG Cahar, BBC Two Wales, Premier Sports One, Super Sport, Discovery Plus, and also URC.TV, where you get all the season's matches for $6.99 a month. Leinster named their matchday squad at lunchtime on Thursday, so uh, why don't we get harping on it, starting with the back line. Um, so we've got, uh, at 15, Chris Cosgrove. The, uh, the wings are Dave Carney and Rob Russell. The center is Charlie Natai and uh, Liam Turner. And the halfbacks, Luke McGrath and Ross Byrne. Yeah, it's a sort of a, a split back line in terms of experience from 12 in and 13 out. 12 in, you've got your experience and your leaders in the team. And then you got some hopeful youthful exuberance on the in the back three and in the outside center position with Liam Turner. Um, I think this is a game where... It could be a potential banana skin. I know the Scarlets have not been playing well, but there's a lot of names in that Leinster team that are very youthful, very callow. And you would hope when you look across the team that the middle, the middle bunch of guys from 12 down to four are very experienced. And you'd hope they would um, take on a lot of the workload this week. Uh, I'd love to see Charlie Knightley step up again. I think his communication with Liam Turner in midfield, where our midfield defence hasn't been... Leinster-esque, let's say, for, for the first six games. We, we've led a, a couple of, um, especially when we played the Italian teams, our, our first phase defence in the centres wasn't exactly top drawer. And then there's been some misreads there. So I hope Turner and Natai are up against a pretty experienced Scarlet duo when we see in a second. Um, the, the, the midfield and the back row is where this game is going to be won as per usual with, with, with rugby the way the modern game is. And I think the... The halfbacks. I really need. I really want to get off the Ross Byrne is not good enough train. I'd love. I hope he steps up this week and really puts a stamp on the game from halfback with uh, with McGrath. I think those two are the two most important players in that fifteen for me. Yeah. I think if they can control the game, get the back row running at the at the uh, uh, Scarlets midfield, um, I think Leinster should should pull out a win. But it won't be easy. It won't yeah. be easy. Yeah, you know, you got they, they got to protect that back three. 
Yeah, because, um, I mean, you just saw it at the Aviva last Saturday, like when you've got Henshaw and Ringrose in the center, just you almost take for granted that the um, that any strike moves or whatever just going to be snuffed out at the source. And uh, that, that part of the game is almost taken entirely from the team. But like you say, like in the other matches, when we haven't had them, we need we need we need to keep that consistency there, and that could be somewhere where Scarlets could uh, could get an edge on us. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that yeah. for sure. Right, we'll move on to the forwards now, and um, the front row we've got uh, Ed Byrne, John McKee, Thomas Clarkson. Uh, second row: Ross Maloney, Jason Jenkins, and the back row: Reese Ruddock, who's the captain, uh, Scott Penny, and Max Deegan. Yeah, that's what what I like about that pack, especially the back five, is uh, but also with Ed Byrne, there's a leader in each row of that forwards. You know, there's an experienced head there. That and I know like, Jenkins is experienced in terms of his his age and, and his rugby experience, but he's still only uh, I think it's his fifth game, uh, sixth game into his Leinster career, so he's still learning the shape. But he's going out and doing what any good second row should do when he joins a new club, and he's just knocking people back for fun. You know, he's he's really good around the rook area. He's really good in the mall. Um, I actually quite like the look. I, I'd love to see uh, Max Deegan step it up again. Him and Ross Byrne are guys that have been around now for three or four seasons, have plenty of caps, and you, you'd hope on, you don't want to say an off week, you know, they, they, this is not an off week, every game is important, but as I said, the banana skin here with the Scarlets, who are very strong in the back row as well, I hope that back row steps up and proves um, to be the leaders of this group, along with the halfbacks. That, where, where, we, where we seem to be really strong in this team is those middle parts of the, the back row, halfback centre, the middle parts of the team, whereas the the uh, Scarlet's strength is probably from 13 out, out wide. So if those middle middle guys in decision-making areas at, at 8, 9, 10, and 12, if they can step up, I think we, we should be okay. Uh, I'd be interested to see how Tom Clarkson gets on. You know, tight head is, is such a specialist position, and I know he's played both sides a little bit, but if, if McKee's darts... Who, which will be under pressure, as we, as we mentioned on the on the on the group chat. You know, McKee's darts are important, but also how the Ross Maloney, Jenkins, Ruddock, and Max Deegan are all genuine lineout options. Not saying Scott Penny is, but he's a little bit on the shorter side. So you've got four genuine lineout options, and if they can click with McKee, and hopefully the lineout hasn't been a, a strong point for Leinster this year so far. If they can get some good lineout ball, um, then I think we'll we'll be we'll be going well. And Scott Penny will get involved in the lineouts anyway because he'll be in the end uh, scoring the try, uh, diving over, all going well with them all and that, you know? As we know, death and taxes, exactly. That's it, exactly. Right, so that's the pack. We'll move on to the bench now. And um, we've got, uh, this is where a bit of the inexperience we're talking about is coming in. We've got um, Ty McElroy, Michael Milne, Vakab Deladze. Uh, they're the front rows. Then Brian Deeney, Martin Maloney. Then uh, the backs are Nick McCarthy, Charlie Tector, and Ben Brownlee. Yeah, as you said, the, the caps there are pretty callow. Not not a lot of caps between them. But after after the Emerging Ireland Tour, Deeney came back definitely with his uh, stock rising. You know, Mark Maloney is is a quality young player, brings a physicality to that back row that if he hadn't got it, I still think we'd see Josh Murphy in a Leinster jersey. I think the fact that we got a guy like Mark Maloney, who's young, can come in and can do a really good job at, at, at the sixth position. Um, Nick McCarthy's been playing well, so if if Luke McGrath has an off night, I hope Luke continues his form. He's been really good. He's been a real big plus for us this season, but Nick McCarthy getting a run at the end. I think the guys that start in that pack will be probably asked to do five, ten minutes more than they usually do. Uh, I think you're probably looking at 60, 65 minutes out of most of them. Um, uh, especially on a Friday night in the Scarlets, you know. Another thing you need to mention, like rugby is still an emotional game, and the Scarlets are celebrating their 
their victory over the All Blacks. I think it's I want to say fifty years, forty <laughs> years, fifty years. Um, so they'll be up for it. They'll be buying up for it. They, they haven't had a lot of form. They're home on a Friday night. Friday night in Clenetley is never easy. You know, we went to Cardiff last year, cock of the walk, and then got got our backsides handed to us there. This is another potential skin like that. So this is where the bench last 15 minutes there may be usually rugby benches are are emptied every game there may be actually one or two guys here that may not get a run this weekend yeah but if they do uh we have just been keeping track of the squad this season and the players we've used if if the likes of detectors and mcelroy's and brownlees do get on that'll yeah. bring us to just the 46 players we've <laughs> used in the first first seven matches of the season so far but uh We'll be we'll be pushing that fifty even before uh, before we get to November. Sorry, just on that on squad numbers, you know, Leinster fly in the face of normal thoughts on the more players you play, the the lesser down you are. It just shows you how good that academy system is of bringing guys through. Uh, really excited to see Charlie Tector. He had a great twenty season last year, uh, and looks looks the part to ten. Right. So let's move on to the, the, our opposition. Now, hopefully, my graphics department is uh, putting the names up on the screen below, or if you're listening in the podcast, it's in the program notes. Uh, we're up against, like I say, the Scarlets from Lenethley, who not not exactly a million years ago were champions of this league, yet somehow find themselves um, in the in the lower parts of the table. Have you seen much of them this season? How do you rate them? I've seen a bit. They, they flatter to deceive. The Ulster game was the one I've seen most of them in, and yeah, they couldn't defend for Toffee, but my God, they could they attack from sort of anywhere. Um, the weakness in the, I say a perceived weakness then, if you want to say with the um, the Scarlet since their heyday a few years ago, is their front five is nowhere near as good as it used to be. <laughs> Messrs. Uh, Ty Byrne obviously was was a massive part of that. But you look at that back row, Shingler, Thomas and Calamophony, there's carriers, there's fetchers, there's destructive guys, there's, they're, 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 Shingler's an excellent operator, very smart player, uh, very good line-out option, both attack and defence, almost, Peter O'Mahony life, if you want to say, in terms of how, but he's a big influence on that team. If Callum Afoni can keep his uh, temper under 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 a blanket as well, it might be a good thing for them. Where they look quite strong would be from 11, 12, 13, and 15. You know, Combeer is, is a bit of a, a specimen, all right. Jonathan Davis is class, even though his legs may not be as much of an influence as he was. You know, Steph Evans is, is, is a solid centre. And then Johnny McNichol, as we said, always seems to get a try or two against Leinster and is is a smart operator. You know, his basics are very good at fullback and he can slip onto the wing as well. So where we would, I, I think the back rows match up quite well, actually. I don't think there's going to be too much advantage for either team where we probably could get a bit of an edge on that team there is, I don't know a hell of a lot about the two price lads in the second row, I have to admit knowing how good Maloney's been this year and how Jenkins has started, you know, the second row and our half-backs, I think, are better than the Scarlet's half-backs. So I'd like to see the second row grunt and then some game control and management from the half-backs is where I think we can get on top of this team. Yep. I mean, we, we've talked about um, how Leinster in the first block, first few games got off to such great starts and we wanted to be... Like last weekend, we wanted to be tested and see what it was like if we didn't, which is exactly what happened. Uh, it took us a long time to get off the board. We finally found our stride. But again, you're, you're away from home. Um, if, 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 it ta- if it's still nil all, if, we're, if we fall behind after half an hour with the crowd behind them, um, you know, the, the, it could happen that way. And like you say, say what you like about the regions. And we have said a lot. Um, they, 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 they know how to put out a good back row and you know you're going to get challenged there. So um, they, they definitely could, could pose us some problems if we let them on, on, on Friday night. Right. So moving on to the officials now. And uh, the referee is uh, Andrea Piardi. 
uh, Italian and there's a couple of uh, Welsh um, uh, assistants and uh, an Italian uh, TMO. And uh, the weather forecast for Hanethli on Saturday evening, it's cloudy with showers, but 50% of rain, uh, 11 degrees. So, you know, so, you know, seems like a, just your average uh, Friday, rainy Friday night in Wales, like we always talk about. Which means, uh, brings us on now to our prediction times. Put our heads on the block and uh, see, see what we think is going to happen. Um, wh what do you make of Scarlet's against Leinster? If, if the teams were slightly different and a couple of those injuries hadn't happened the last few weeks for Leinster, I'd probably have us at least two try favourites. This time I probably would go anywhere between maybe six and ten for Leinster if, if those teams perform. It won't be easy. And as, as we said, there, there's a few banana skins there. But if the weather sounds exactly like, well, not exactly like, but similar to Galway when we play Connacht and similar to Ulster when we played Ulster there. So they're, they're not going to be um, alien to playing in those conditions this early in the season even though uh, some of our games over here, we've been playing at 20 degrees, uh, very dry at the end of October. It's, uh, it's certainly a new thing for us. But the Friday night game under lights, lots of kicking early on, I think, will will determine this game. And I, I, I have us, I think, on our Super Brew, I think I've put Leinster by seven. I might might set that out to 10. But um, I'd certainly take a seven or 10 point win away from home with the, with the youthful team like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was a bit more cautious. I went for five, thinking that we'd have the game kind of sewn up but might let in a try or make it closer towards the end. But, um, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, Leinster have to be favourites going into it. But as you say, banana skin is a great way of describing it because we, we need to we need to get control of it early. Okay, just another couple of predictions quickly. Um, yeah. Munster, Munster against Ulster. Um, if we didn't have the uh, E. coli gate, I'd have Ulster probably by 10. But I think I think this is going to be very close. Um this might be one week I stick a draw down on Super Brew. I can see three points either way for either team. I'll probably just tip Ulster on form at the moment by maybe three, four points. Yeah, I, I, I went the other way. I said Munster three, but the bookies can't separate them. And it, no. it, it's, it does look like it's going to be tight. And finally, uh, Ospreys v Connacht. Well, those pesky, dirty birds, what are they going to do for us? Um, again, similar to Ulster, Ulster, Munster game, that could be a three-point win either way. But then if one team gets ahead of the other, you know, the Ospreys can score points in bunches and they have done, as have Connacht. Um, I'd probably go Connacht by five, I yeah. would say. I think Connacht by five. Uh, I think they've come back into some form. I think that Leinster game, certainly, although they didn't score anything, they, they were in that game from start to finish. And they seem to have a... Mr. Wilkins and, and the, the, the forwards coach there seem to have done a little bit more with the physicality of their forwards. And I think if they match the Ospreys' physicality, I, I think they'll, they'll, they'll sneak a win. Yep. And the Econa fans will be very happy to know I've tipped the Ospreys by four because they just basically, their whole reason for rugby is to do the opposite of what I say. So that's good news, good news for Econa fans. Okay, so we're going to leave it there. Thanks again to Mark for joining me today. Be sure to enjoy the match uh, wherever you are. And at the full-time whistle, why not head over to the Harpen and Rugby Facebook page and leave your thoughts. We'll share the, um, on our wrap-up pod this Sunday evening. In the meantime, stay safe, everyone. Slán.